one is doing that, the other person is doing that. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. So now, the work of God is not only preaching in church. The work of God goes beyond preaching in church. I hear you. You don't need to be a pastor to do the work of God. You don't need to be a prophet to do No, no, no. If you are only a Christian, if only God has called you, if only you are a child of God, then you are qualified to do God's work. See after me, I am qualified to work for God. Say after me, I am qualified to work for God. I don't need to be a pastor. I don't need to be a prophet. The fact that I'm a Christian qualifies me to work for God. Hallelujah. So that is our qualification. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, so it is not only those who are preaching in church, it's not only those who are pastoring churches who are working for God. Even though that is a higher dimension of work, of, I mean, working for God. Now, what does it mean to work for God? I'll try to give four different definitions. What does it mean to work for God? In addition to what Pastor Hesla spoke about last Sunday. Number one, anything you do, think, or say, that brings glory and honor to God in God's work. Anything you do, think, or say, that brings glory and honor to God is simply God's work. I hope you are following me. So when you talk about God's work, anything that you do, anything you say, anything you, whatever it is, you think about, that brings glory, that not shame, but that brings glory to God and honor to God. It is called God's work. Second definition. What does it mean to work for God? Anything you do that is in your actions or your inactions that makes somebody's life better is God's work. So sometimes you may do something or you may not do something. Whatever you do, because sometimes you'll be surprised. You, you see, people are watching you, people are looking at you, but you don't even see you are working for God indirectly by the way they are watching you. So anything that you are doing, all your actions and your inactions, that makes people's life better is God's work. That makes somebody's life better is God's So anything that you are doing, whether you are saying something, whether you are acting in a particular way, whether you are behaving in a way, that is making somebody's life better. Now, if it is making somebody's life bad, then it is the devil's work. Are you here? Hallelujah. Amen. So anything that you and I are doing that is bettering somebody's life, it is called God's work. If somebody's life will become better and the person's life will become very good, it is called the work of God. Number three. Anything you do that is your actions or your inactions, that doesn't take people away from God, but rather draws them closer to God and makes them glorify God. You didn't hear what I said? Anything you do, whether your actions or your inactions, that doesn't take people away from God. You know, sometimes certain behaviors can make people do. I mean, people to leave the church. Mm -hmm. I hear you. 
and you can act in a way, you can behave in a way. When we leave the church, but people will look at us and people will be drawn away from God. But anything that you do, that doesn't take people away from God, but draws people closer to God and makes people to glorify, oh, thank you, God. You did something and somebody say, ah, thank you, Jesus. That thing is the work of God. And you obey the church, you have been in your name. I'm almost saying that you're in your name. Do you understand what I'm saying? Very much so. We are trying to, and I'll, I'll be more practical. We'll take them one by one. I mean, we'll, we'll take them practical. But I'm giving a, 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 I mean, a definition to what working for God really means. Hallelujah. Number four. What does it mean to work for God? When you are practically involved in church ministry or church work. And I see many of you getting involved in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you are involved, you so winning. When you are working in a department or in a church, when you are giving your material things, your substance to advance the work of God, when you are passing a branch of the church, when you are doing some things, you are practically also working for God. Hallelujah. Even though this is a higher dimension of working for God. Now, so let's look at it more practically. What does it mean to work for God? This idea of working for God. Please, I see everybody here actively involved and working for God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please tell me, the work of God is not only limited in the church. It goes beyond the church. Can you hear me? Shout out, I mean, working for God is not only limited in the church. You can do the work of God in your office, in your home, in your community, among your friends, you will still be working for God. Hallelujah. Now, so let us look at them practically one by one. What does it mean to work for God? Number one, when you reach out to the needy, it's God's work. Matthew 25, the verse 31 through 40. Matthew 25, 31 through 40. When you reach out to the needy, there are a lot of needy people around us. There are people who are desperately in need who need help. Matthew 25, 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, when he will sit on the throne of his glory, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate one from another as a shepherd defies his sheep from the goats. Please roll, roll. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you water? When did we see a stranger? I mean, when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And look at the verse 40. Come on, read the verse 40 together. I want to go. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, 
Inasmuch as you did to the one of the least of these brethren, you did it to me. Hallelujah. So anything that you do for any needy person, you are doing it for God and it's God's work. When you reach out to, uh, please listen to me, there's a, there are a lot of needy people around, I'm telling you. Even within the church and beyond, people are really desperately in need. But when the Lord embraces you and you reach out to them, that is God's work. Unfortunately, there are so many mean people in the house of God. People are very, very, very mean. Sometimes when they are in a position to help, they are not even ready to do it. In Matthew chapter, I mean, Proverbs chapter number 3, the verse 27 through 28. Please have it. Proverbs 3, 27 through 28. Now, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power of your hand. Do not withhold good from people. Now, when God, listen to me, whatever God has given to you is not only for you alone, but for you to give also to help the needy. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back tomorrow, and tomorrow I'll give you when you have it with you. Do not tell your brother, this is scripture. There are needy. Hallelujah. Amen. Please have a heart to help people in need. 
It's a blessing and it's God's work. I pray that time is coming. People will refer to you that it's because of you that I went to school. Amen. Are you going from? Very soon people shall refer to you. It is because of this one. It's because of that one. I was able to go to school. I was able to. Now, sometimes when I hear something, I'm so glad. I'm so excited. People will refer to you for good because of you. I am where I am. Because of you, I'm able to get food to eat. Because let people refer to their job. Because of you, I got this job. Let people refer to because of you that my life is better. Let me, because I have something to wear today. Let people refer to you for good because of your help to the needy. That is God's work. Receive that grace to do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. That is God's work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said, Glory to God. Hallelujah. God help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may God help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So among the people around you, in your community, in your family, you can identify and locate people that you can help. May God lead us in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may God lead us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, what is God's work in practical terms? Whatever you do or say or think about that doesn't bring trouble or chaos, but promotes peace. It's God's work. And the over here, and I'll be killing more, and I'll be crying, and for our house, as a casema, and when we ask you, everybody, whatever that you do or say or think about, that doesn't bring chaos or trouble, but promotes peace is God's work. Now, there are a lot of things that can cause a lot of troubles. Oh, there are so many ways that people can cause trouble. There are so many ways. Somebody can just rise up in the test and cause trouble right now. You don't think so? People cause trouble because of offenses. Disadvantage. They are disadvantaged. Because of also inferiority complex, people can cause trouble. If people don't believe in themselves. People think they are disadvantaged. They, they, they feel so inferior, they can easily cause trouble. But For once a child is born, 
a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of God. May you become an instrument of peace in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I said, may you become an instrument of what? Peace. peace. Glory to God. So whatever, anything that will cause trouble, but for the sake of Christ, not that you are fool, but you want peace to prevail. Every, listen, you, every, you can cause trouble in your family, you can cause trouble at your workplace, but you can be a man and a woman of peace. The moment you stand for peace, not of trouble, you are doing the worst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go with me to Ephesians. No, Romans, Romans chapter number 14, 17 through 19. Please have Romans 14, 17 through 19. Now, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For we who serve Christ, oh, listen to this scripture carefully. How many of us are serving Christ? For we who serve Christ in these things is acceptable. So when you serve Christ in peace, not to be a troubler, is acceptable to God and approved by men. Look at the verse 19. Look at what 19 says. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for what? Ready. Even listen to me. Even when you're of 
turns into blessing. It makes you a child of God. It makes you a child of God. And it makes you a doer of God's works. Hallelujah. I said, from today, you shall never be a troublemaker in the name of Jesus. You shall be a man and a woman of peace in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is easy for trouble to emanate. It's easy for trouble to manifest. Because it grace us. In Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 14. And I love the way Paul puts it in Hebrews. He said, pursue peace. Everybody say pursue. Pursue. Do everything that you can. Do everything that he said, pursue. Means that you run after it. Run, pursue, run after peace. Chase it. Go after peace. Because it's not easy to make peace with certain people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there are some people, they, they, are, they are like thorns in your flesh. They have decided to trouble you. But by the wisdom of God, may God engrace you to be at peace in your heart and at peace with God. I'm very careful, but I'm peaceful. I don't have any issue with you. I received that grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. The works of God is to be a man and a woman of peace. In that compound house that you are living, be a man and a woman of peace. Amen. Ah. I said, in that compound house, be a man and a woman of what? Peace. One of the places to cause trouble is compound houses. Hey! When we're living in a compound house, in Kumasi, there was a particular couple who was not talking to everybody in the house. And when you follow certain people, eh, if you are not smart by the grace of God, you have big problems at your office, in your home, everywhere you go, you have issue with that, you have issue with that, you have issue with that, everywhere you go. May God grace you to be smart, to be a man and a woman of peace. And listen to me, when you keep some of these in your heart, it troubles you yourself. It troubles you. When you work at your shop, you have trouble with people. Among your friends, you have trouble. At your workplace, trouble. In the church too, you are brought into the church, the church too trouble. I'm sorry, I'm so do be. What do you want? Again, I will help me ask the person, what exactly do you want? Help me ask the person, when will you make peace? When will you make peace? Some people you fight time, fight your own wives and fight your own husband and fight your own children. Are you here? I've gone home. May God embrace us to be men and women of peace. Amen. When you make peace, you are doing the work of God. Chase us. It's not going to be easy, but may God embrace us to be peacemakers. Oh, I said it's not going to be easy, but may God embrace us to be peacemakers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number three. What does it mean to work for God? To do God's work. Anything you do that draws you closer to Christ and makes you to know him better. Anything you do, we are talking about what are the works of God. This is a year of working for God. So what is it? Somebody is working for God. What does it mean? Anything you do that draws you closer to Christ and makes you to know him better is the work of God. John chapter number 6, 25 through 29. Please have it. John 6. 25 through 
Now, when they found him on the other side, this is Jesus and the people follow the crowd following him. Look at this scripture carefully. They said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. You are following me because of food. That's what we told them. Do not labor or work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because of because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, they said to Jesus, look at this, everybody look at this scripture on the screen. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Now, I many want, want this person to be answered. We are talking about the works of God. He said, then what shall, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works? So they want to do the works of God. Now, what are the works of God? And Jesus gave them the answer. Look at verse 29. Everyone look at it carefully. Then Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who sent me. You're not excited? One way to do the work of God is to know Christ. So any step that you take, anything that you do, any effort that you put in to know God better, to know Christ better, you are working for God. You are working. May God give you a desire to know him. Look at what Paul said in Philippians 3, from verse 7. Look at it carefully. Philippians 3, from verse 7. Please hurry, hurry, hurry. My time is up. Today before 10, we'll close from here. But what things were gained to me? These I have counted lost for Christ. His role. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Ah, I may do what? Amen. That I may gain, I may get to know him better, I may gain this Christ. Wrong. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God, which is through faith. Wrong. Verse 10. That I may do what? Come on, read together, verse 10 together, I want to go. That I may know him. This was a man whose handkerchief alone was able to heal the sick. When people were sick, they, he sent his handkerchief to say, anybody who touches his handkerchief shall be healed. And demons were cast out by handkerchief. This man still said, I want to know him. Even you. Your Jesus said, doesn't move me a fly. Say, <laughs> you have a long way to go. Say, you have a long way to go. You have a long way to go. In knowing Christ, may God give us a desire to know this Christ. What is the work of God? The work of God is to believe in the one who sent me. So now, any step you take, anything that you do, that draws you closer and nearer to Christ is God's work. Now, let's, this one, I want to do test. I want to do exams. What are some of the things? Number one, that draws you closer and nearer to God. Reading your Bible. Making time. Some of you, we are reading the Bible for the whole year. You are not even begun yet. How many of you want to go to heaven? Hey, I want to see you. How many of you want to go to heaven? Now, if you don't read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation this year, when you get to heaven's gate, they will let you to wait. You will wait. <laughs> if you really want to go to heaven this year, I mean, heaven, heaven, this year you must learn to do what? 
Some person who has tried them here, a few were also kind. It draws you nearer. What else? What draws you nearer and closer to Christ? What else? Give you the comment. What? Spend time to pray. What else? From the phone tire. Hey, gradually. It draws me nearer. Fastings. And what else? Being committed. I mean, let's look at even these four things alone. Reading your making time to spend with your Bible. Doing what? Time, making time to pray. Time. Being always committed in church. Pastor, and what else? Fasting. Fasting. Try to do these four things consistently. How you see how closer you get to this God. Spend time to read your Bible throughout the night. If that's what Moses said, I get, I get a lot of revelation. From the place it's quiet, you are with your Bible reading. You are not praying, no, no, reading from your Bible from 10, from 11 to 4 a.m. or 2 a.m. Reading your Bible, reading your Bible, reading your Bible. Anything you do that draws you nearer and closer to Christ, that is God's work. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. If I said, receive that grace in the name of Jesus. The grace to study your Bible. There's grace to spend time in with the word of God. The grace to pray. The grace to fast. The grace to be committed in church. To receive that grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't do these things, you'll be far away from God. I'm telling you. Take it home. You can't know this Christ. You can't really believe in this Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Number four. What does it mean to work? say about people that doesn't destroy them but lift them up in God's work. Whatever you say about people that doesn't destroy them but lift them up in God's work. Now one of the ways to do the devil's work is to use your mouth to destroy others. I'm telling you, one of the ways to destroy or to do God's work is to use your mouth to destroy people or others. In Isaiah chapter number 6, from verse 1 to 7, when the Lord met Isaiah, the first thing that he did, Isaiah complained, I'm a man of uncleanness. Let's go to that scripture, Isaiah 6 1. Now, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. High and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above his two seraphs, I mean seraphim, each one had six wings, two covered the face, two their feet, and two their, their feet. And one cried out and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The, the, whole, the, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. That's fine. So I said, Woe is me! For I am undone. I'm dead today because I am a man of unclean one. I'm just unclean one. Tell the person to watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Tell the person to watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. I am a man of unclean lips. And I draw in the midst of the people of unclean lips. Don't. Listen, one of the ways to define yourself and to do the work of the devil is through your mouth. So when you don't use your mouth to destroy people, to bring people down, you are doing what? When you're using your mouth to mess up people, you are doing the devil's way. I live among people that, among these people that I live in 
dragon. In my workplace, we don't use our mouth well. Your mouths are not clean. Don't join those who say things which are not right. For my eyes have seen the king. And look, look at the way the Lord delivered the, uh, the prophet. Verse 6. Then one of the seraphim, the angels, flew to me, having this kind of a live coal which he had taken from the tongues of the altar. Look at verse 7. And he touched my what? He touched my what? From today, may God touch your mouth. Amen. I said, may God touch your mouth. Amen. Anything which is futile, which is not right, may it never come out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anything that you will say that will destroy somebody and bring somebody down, may you never utter those words. Are you here? You're going home. Go into Ephesians chapter number 4, verse 29. Let's look at that scripture. Ephesians 4, on the screen. Ephesians 4, 29. Look at that scripture. Okay. Everybody, let's all read it together. Ephesians 4, 29. Hurry up. Want to go? Let no corrupt words, corrupt what? Proceed out of your mouth. But what? But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to their hearers. That anyone who hear what you say, if I hear what you said about me, I should be smiling. I should not be fighting you. Some of us are masters of destroying people with our mouths. You don't say good things about people. Now, I listed about four or five things. Never ever try them. When it comes to this one, the things you say about people. Number one, don't say things about people you don't know. Some of us will talk because somebody told me and I heard this and I heard that and you take it as gospel truth. You say this about people that you don't even know. Because somebody told me. How do you know what the person says is the truth? How do you know that what the person says is out of hatred, out of bitterness? How do you know? Don't say things about people you don't know. Some of wouldn't even know and come to me. There are things which are even above you. Certain things are what? Go with me to Psalm 131, verse 1. Let's look at scripture. Look at what David said. Psalm 131, verse 1. Come on, read together. What do you go? Lord, my heart is not haughty. I'm not proud. Nor my eyes naughty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters of things too profound for me. So, so there are things which are above you. And then you are a pro, so. And power, no, you're Give me the NIV. Let's look at the way NIV was. Please hurry up. My heart is not proud, or my eyes are haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. There are things which are beyond your mind. You don't understand. It's not everything. You talk too much. Things are about you. Don't talk like that. Let me tell you this. May God forgive you. May God forgive you. May God forgive you. My father in the Lord. Through whom I gave my life to Christ, has married three times. One day I tried, we were talking and we had a discussion. And he said, Nicholas, I know I've made some mistakes and I'm not. I said, please, I bear no cross with you. Because what I met him, I gave my life to Christ. He was married to one, the first wife I knew. One. That won't me for me to stop anywhere to say that my father in the Lord doesn't have a good character. If you have a good character, how will you marry four wives? I mean, three wives. I'll be the most stupidest and the most useless person to say that. 
Even if you know bad things about, I'm talking about what you say that edifies people. If you know bad things about, if I know bad things about uh, my daughter here, listen. It is not my right. I'm not in a position to say anything bad about anybody. I must learn to cover because even you, you are still here. You are not perfect. If God is exposing you to other people, you think you'll be standing here? The things you are doing in secret, if God tells other people, this is what this person did, will you be standing here? No. Go with Ephesians 4, verse 2. Look at what it says. Ephesians 4, 2. Now, with all loneliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in war, now the word to bear means that understand the weaknesses of each other. Because nobody is perfect. We are all working towards perfection. So if you know that this person has a problem, this person did something which is not right, please learn to cover because you God has covered you a lot. If God is exposing you, your own shall be worse than Somebody did that for shame. And people were complaining. They said, this person, how can this person do this abortion? How can this person do this abortion? And the person who was talking had done almost about four or six, but nobody saw the person. <laughs> You're only sick, nobody has. So you think you are Mr. and Mrs. Perfecto. Let's learn to cover. Tell the person, cover me. Don't destroy me. Look at the person, tell cover me, cover me. Don't destroy me. Tell the person, I am not perfect. Neither are you. Let's learn to cover ourselves. Somebody did something against you. Everybody has heard it. Hey! Anybody, I'm face 
something that somebody has done wrong against you. May God have mercy on you from today. Are you in the Bible? Tell us, you to cover me. Thank you. 
them are people that doesn't destroy them but lift them up. That is God's work. And the last one, number four. So except for caution and advice, do not speak evil about people. Number four, remember the bad things you say about people will be said about you even worse. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of what? All the bad things you are saying about people, your time will come. Galatians chapter 6. You destroy me in the office. It's just a matter of time. I'm telling you. Amen. One of our daughters was sharing something with me about her office where people were saying things about even in their they smile with you, but they speak bad about you. It's just a matter of Galatians chapter number 6, verse 7. Look at the scripture. Galatians chapter 7. Look at it. Everybody read together. Want to go? Don't deceive yourself. Oh. Do don't deceive. God is no one. For what? Everybody say whatever. So it includes everything, everything. But whatever a man sowed, whatever, if you sow wickedness, you reap it. If you sow destroying people by your mouth, you reap it. What that day will also reap whatever. If you are destroying people with your mouth, be ready to be destroyed by people. So the one who saying, keep talking bad about people. No, continue. No, 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 no. You continue. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. As I tell you, it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, the place looks so quiet for me. Why? 